Okay, this episode is coming to you from the Fly Fishing Show here in Denver, Colorado. It's a little loud, so bear with me, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, I would like to thank my three sponsors for making this possible. 5280 Angler, Western Visions and Lanyards, and Ascent Fly Fishing. Uh, Thanks, guys, for making it possible. Visit my sponsors, please. And here you go. All right, here we go, loud and direct from the Fly Fishing Show. Steve sitting here with uh, one artist that you all know, I know, I know, Nate Carnes. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are and you? I got Ben here. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Talking loud, so. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a madhouse here. Uh, yes. Welcome to the madhouse of the Fly Fishing Show at the Denver Mart. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually fairly quiet compared to the ISE next weekend. So that yeah, not, no no elk calls. There's no elk, no goose, <laughs> no duck. A few snapping fly lines over at the casting pond, but otherwise it's just good fishing talk. Yep. So we'll get let's um, let's get right into the part. Let's get right into the partnership between 5280 and. Nate Carnes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, where do you want to start? Well, uh, uh, how and why? Let's go with the how and why. How and why. Yeah, that's great. Out, and we go from there. So, folks are probably familiar with uh, Nate's fish flags, and uh, when we got together to start the uh, the new sort of Mind the Red mission, uh, we had a vision of of a artistic logo that would resemble that uh, London Underground Mind the Gap. So the point there being, we'll get get into what Mind the Red is all about, but the the whole thing about it is it's a phrase that that has a visual emblem of what to do. And uh, there's something about that original London Underground symbol that I thought we could work with and turn it into something that reflected uh, something we all love, which is fish. And there was one artist that I knew could do that, and uh, it's Nate Carnes. I pestered him, like badgered him on social media and via email, and uh, you know, sent this sort of plea that you were the guy to take just three words and turn it into something was artistic yeah, and cultural right. and full of stewardship yeah. and, uh, and, and, and since then in the one week that, that people have seen it um, I think it's been really really well received and I'll, I'll let Nate tell his half of that but I'm, I'm guessing it's like yeah this guy keeps bothering me that I've never heard of before about this idea and he wants me to do some artwork so he's in my DMs all the time yeah 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 no it was great Ben Ben got a hold of me he says pestered I didn't I didn't necessarily view it that way but uh, yeah when he kind of told me what Mind the Red was about I was like man this seems like a a worthy thing to get behind and be a part of and something that is a way to I think educate would be the best way to to say what we want to do with it is uh, let, let people be a part of it and to to come to understand and know what what mind the red is and why why it's an important thing to keep in mind when you're out out and about when you're fishing i think the word you even said was stewardship already like we've got natural resources sometimes it seems like those are becoming less and less or diminishing and so we want to do what we can to to take care of what we've been given and so i was i was all in i thought i thought it was a good idea 
So most likely, if you're listening, you're, you've either pulled over your car and started Googling Mind the Red, or, or you maybe hit Facebook or Instagram. If you just hit the hashtag Mind the Red, you'll very quickly see Nate's art. And so I think if you haven't done it yet, stopping and doing that, I think, would be a cool thing to do right now, because as he, as he talks about it, uh, it, it'll all click real quick. Yeah. yeah, and I think one of the... One of the things you can do on Instagram now is you can follow a specific hashtag. So if you search for Mind the Red, follow it, and then right. you'll see, see the, all you'll the see all the artwork, everything that Nate's doing, everything that 5280's doing, and everything that we'll be doing coming up for this coming season in Trout Porn with Mind the Red. So get, uh, get in there and follow that for sure. So how does it, you know, you're, you're typically creating art. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know that you do a lot of art with a lot of, uh, I don't want to say not purpose, yeah. but this one is kind of a, you know, like we're saying, yeah, this, pretty, this, this is kind of pretty a big focused, deal because yeah. there's a lot of, I think this sticker is easy enough and the movement is easy enough to get behind right. that a uh, 20-year guy fishing can get to it or a 20-day guy can get behind it and be like, yes, yeah, that's what I'm something doing. I want to do. I, for me, the, the image, the original oh. digital underground in in, uh, in England, right? Like, have that... It's a pretty iconic symbol anyway, but the silhouette of the fish and then the bottom part of the, the circle kind of mimics that idea of a red uh, for a fish and a trout just holding, you know, as they do when you see them. I think for a, for a person that's new to fly fishing, they might you get excited when you see a fish in the water and those are some of the easier ones to see sometimes because oh, yeah. there's this seeming target kind well, of around, especially when there's a the fish, right? Like, oh man, this is my this is my there's chance. There. If you don't understand what's happening there, then it, it could be I don't know, it, it could be a, a chance to maybe do more harm than good and, and we want to take care of the fish we love to pursue. So I felt like the image already didn't it, it kinda lent itself to it. And so it was just a, a good way to kind of overlay both symbols. And I think once you understand what a red is and what a fish is doing when it's on the red, and when you see that that symbol, it makes that to that is what what's happening there in the in the symbol itself. And so I think it communicates that once you understand the message, it's easy yep. uh, to get behind it. Exactly. Like little behind the scenes backstory. I had just left Grease Monkey, and I saw a phone call come through from Missouri. Didn't have <laughs> didn't have Nate's number like in my contact list. Yeah. The worst but like now I have Nate Curran's in my contact, which by the way is just a little source of pride for myself. But in like two minutes of conversation of describing it to him, he was like, I got it, I got it, man. I, I can picture it. I can do that. I, what about like some gravel at the bottom of that circle? Like that fish is is over the top laying the eggs. It will just be and right away it was like it was like in a very short time, just saying like, think about this. It was it was like boom, symbiotic, boom. I got this. I I I I've got a vision for this. And he was in the middle of. If you follow Nate on Instagram, and I kind of have a side question about this, he was in the middle of producing this brown trout piece that yeah. looked so incredibly involved to me in terms of sanding and adhesive <laughs> and paint that it was like mind-blowing. Like, I got a lot of projects I'm finishing up right now and we're yeah. like, we want to get this out by the fly fishing show. What do you think? It's like, I can do that. I, I can do it. And he delivered in a, uh, like, it was like, it was like drive through window art of uh, extreme degree. Like, iconic in the 
the thing about it, to me when I see it, and when people have seen it, um, everywhere from Alaska to California to Kentucky Even to in, Alabama in already, to Minnesota right? to England yeah. to yeah. Germany who have seen it, the image has resonated. And so this guy did that in a very short amount of time. He was very busy. And uh, I think I, I just want to say thank you. Sure, man. Uh, for, for yeah. being able to Glad. do it. And, and, and people who have seen it at the show, like this fly fishing show is full of who's who and what's what in the world of fly fishing. So it's very easy to just sort of get blinded by what you're looking at. And people who have seen this have, have stopped and heads have turned and and nodded. Oh, that's cool. And it's resonated. And, I, and I'm really proud of it. And, and, and I really appreciate it a lot. Sure, man. I'm honored to be a part of it. It's super fun. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's one of those ones that's, I think it's definitely going to take off. So. You know, where, do you, where do you where do you envision this Ben going and how, you know I mean it's it's already growing but how do you see it growing and so spreading from there my, my first thought is literally like Nate said education and the term that we've sort of talked about is reducation because no one is born with the innate knowledge of understanding what a red is and what is happening even as little children were conditioned with Bambi, to understand you don't go thump a deer in the head, it's just born. A baby deer is precious. A nest of, of robin eggs is precious. You don't step on it. And, and, and you learn that, even as a little kid. But when it comes to fish, it's how happening under the water. The only thing that we're naturally inclined to do is kind of go golem on it, grab that fish, and bite its head off, right? That's what we're innately programmed to do as predators. When we're talking about fly fishing, and, and, and also, by the way, this is not just fly fishing. This is any kind of angling. It's, it's even just people who appreciate nature and environment in general. So I want to mention that as well to everybody. But as we impose these sort of self-limitations, it's one of those things where it's not natural and it is learned. And so the whole thing to me with Mind the Red is it's a mission that... I think take some of the trepidation and, and shame off of the table when talking about fishing and when talking about fishing to spawning fish or, or, or a run of fish that's moving out of a lake or out of an ocean that we... I went to Alaska to target a run of salmon. But moving up river, there was a point where we stopped fishing to those salmon, we stopped fishing to those kings, and that was a situational way to mine the red. A, fo a fella in Missouri who's fishing sunfish, and it may not be against Missouri regs to catch some sunfish off their nests, and they may have a delicious fish fry, right? But it might also mean then, I've caught enough, and now I'm going to let that be. Here on the Dreamstream, it might be that that lot is full of mind the red, so instead of there being hate, spewed uh, amongst one another, the assumption is that the person doesn't know it yet. They haven't learned it yet. The same way that they haven't learned how to fish a sinking light on Pyramid Lake for Lahontan Cuts. Like, it's a learned skill to identify a red, to appreciate the red. So the, the simple message is, watch our step, leave spawning fish be. The more, uh, hopefully, long-term message is, that situationally there are times when self-restraint is better and uh, anytime we're talking about self-limitation uh, it's important that we not get preachy and I think that's where cool art cultural art, a positive message around it changes the conversation 
from one of shame and hate to one of education and hope because looking at this fly fishing show right now I don't know a lot of these guys walking by but like I know I know what they love they, they love what I love they love like what Nate loves and what you love and what all of Trout Porn Nation loves they love fish and without fish there is no fishing and so I think the bottom line is it's a, it's a way to globally appreciate that there are nests of fish and there are ways that we can help each other identify them and just take care of them. Absolutely. It's good. No, I, I agree, man. Good to see you. Where's my husband, Mark? Yeah, he's out on the river, actually, guiding. He's not the, Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's literally, he's on, he's on the water, so, yeah. <coughs> yeah, thank you for coming by. Yeah, it's great. We're actually in the middle of a whole podcast right now. So, everybody, this well, is the Thai lady. You can follow her on Instagram. <laughs> but, that, yeah, that's what we're talking about. We also love fish, so that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So, you, you, uh, you said hate. You said discontent. I think there's a lot of that these days. Yeah. I would say that it's, like, Colorado-centric. I think so. But... You but know, no, it's 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 Wyoming. It's because we live in Colorado. So we're, we're, well, that's it. Too. Locally, we're very aware. Way. We're very aware of what's happening locally. There was a petition started this season yeah. that everybody's aware of, or locally on the Dreamstream about closing a section of it off. And I have a I have a little bit of a sandbox analogy that I, I kind of think of when I when I think about these things. Too. Like when I was a little kid, like my brother and I would be playing in the sandbox. And inevitably, a fight over space. Or toys would occur, right? Oh, always. So I think like the river is like a, a big sandbox. I mean, we're most of the time practicing catch and release. We're just out there having fun, and there's more and more and more folks heading into that sandbox. Yep. And so inevitably there's be conflict, just like my brother and I, right? So my mom would come out and be like, "Look, either all you all are getting out of that sandbox and nobody gets to play in it, or you start to play nice, and part of this might be a matter of." We need to honor one another as anglers, even when it's like, get out of my hole, which is the natural <laughs> angler inclination. But, like, the point being there, it's like, that guy's not out to get you. He's not out to get his fish, get your fish. He's not out to kill these fish in that way. There's not, like, a malicious intent most of the time. It's most of the time they haven't been educated or reeducated to it. And as soon as they are, all of a sudden, you play nice. So, back to that sandbox... <laughs> When my brother and I had the, the option of either playing nice and figuring it out, we usually did. And when we didn't, we got kicked out of that sandbox, and I feel like government regulation ultimately ends up being the last straw where mom kicks us all out of the sandbox. And when and where that happens as a necessity to protect these fish, like I think at the end of the day we're going to support that. But when and where we can sort of collectively come together and be like, well... If we play nice with the fish, with the resource, and with each other, there doesn't need to be that situation. And so maybe there's some some of yeah. that to be said. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, it's 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 thin ice is what it is everywhere. Yeah. You know, because you don't you don't want to get preachy. You don't want to be an asshole. But so you definitely want to you definitely want to educate everybody. Yeah. So like on that note, by the way. When people are listening to anybody talk about self-imposed restraint, I, it could be easy to be like preachy, but I, I, I'm here to give a confession. If there is something that has been done wrong in the canon or tradition of ethics and morals of fly fishing, I, I've done it wrong. I've dropped the fish on a rock. 
I've pulled a fish off of a red. I have done all of these things that people do that yeah. you're not supposed to do. So I'm I, there's no halo on my head about it. I and there, there isn't on any of our heads because we're all poking fish with sharp objects. <laughs> and, and as soon as you start doing that, it's just shades of gray. But we do all love these fish. Sure, protecting them matters. Yeah. No, I, I love it, man. I mean, I I just like the whole collaboration that you yeah. know, like you said, the whole timeline of when it happened to when it came out is. I mean, super fast. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick, really quick. And the reception has been shockingly quick. Like, Nate, you talked about a flywheel. We were talking, like, last night about stuff. And, like, you have a lot of fans, but you have earned them through diligence on social media and excellence in your artwork. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I love. Ben and I have talked about this a lot. It's just the the community that fly fishing is and I think that's why something like Mind the Red can get that kind of that traction and go because it's something like oh yeah that makes sense I want to get behind that I want to I want to be a part of taking care of the thing that I love so that I can continue to do that thing that I love so now I think with my art it, it's it's the same the same way I, I enjoy it because I think it's fun and it, it to be a part of the community of people that, that like things that are fun I, I enjoy that and so to just stay with it and, and to be consistent and, and uh, authentic the whole time, I think, is, is important. Yeah. So if we can have... I think it's one of those things where, I, I can say this comfortably, where I've, I've seen your art come out, so uh-huh. we'll start with, like, the pig round. Right, that was the first thing. So that was one of the things that came out. And, you know, now to, you know, go from there to the cows, to the footballs, yeah, yeah. to... I mean, to uh, flags, to the flags, to the unicorns. Right. It's it's one of those deals that comes on <laughs> and comes on strong, but it, it's not like it's it's here and it's gone. It's yeah. one of those things that that sticks and you know just kind of keeps going, which is I think artwork wise in the fly fishing community is kind of hard to do because yeah. you know there was there's ebbs and flows in the art and what's popular sure, and what's sure. not, but I think you've kind of maintained your the right. trajectory in it and always been popular with you know with yeah. the flags or anything else right I, I think for my theory on it I guess would be like with the pigs it's a little bit of an inside joke and I don't mean that in a you, you can't be in way but when if you fish and you see it you like oh I get it when I catch a big one that's what I call them is a hog or a pig or whatever and so I think for those of us who do that, we put that on our coolers or our boats or whatever. And it, because we, it, it makes me, it reminds me of that, but it also, it's a, that inside joke for everybody else that when they see it, they know, oh, there's a fly fisherman. There's, there's someone who gets it. Someone who gets it. Someone who gets it. And I think the nods that I've seen at the show is you hit it on the head. That guy gets it. That girl gets it. They uh-huh. get it. You were telling a story on social media about someone in the grocery store who was looking at one of your flags hat ask you the uh-huh. question and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah, I get it now yeah yeah because the flags themselves talk a little bit about that like I per- that to me the reason why I knew you were the artist for Mind the Red was the flags yeah because of their impressionistic their symbolism they represent a love of a species yeah, yeah. in a different way so for me the flags all they, they were born from somebody had asked me to design a flag for them and so my mind always goes to, to fishing no matter what. Oh, yeah. So I'm working on a flag for, I don't even remember what it was, but then as I'm working on that, I got to thinking, you know, if, 
every type of fish had a flag to represent itself. What would that look like? And how can I, as, as simply as possible, like do as little as possible to communicate a brown trout or to communicate a smallmouth bass or you know, whatever the fish is. And so that's where the, the flags were born from that. They're not... They, they tend to be, I think, a little bit more... They take a little bit of explaining where the pig, you, when you see it, you get it. The flag, once it's explained, it's like, oh, that, that makes sense to me now. I, I see it now. I can see, I see where it. you get that. Yeah, and it's so. almost like a banner. Like like the flags that you fly on your truck are yeah. like the fish you fish for. Right, the ones yeah. that you pursue or the ones that you yeah. you enjoy the most or have the most respect for or whatever. It's just, Which yeah. then entire cultures are built around yeah. those fish. Right. The entire cultures, the carp culture, yeah. the smallmouth culture, the musky culture, entire cultures are built around a fish. So for that fish to have a flag, yeah, I just think it's, it's fun. It's it honors the fish in a whole new way, yeah. and the fishermen and fisher ladies who, who go go after them. It's yeah. awesome. And yeah. that's that the thing you mentioned there, in as simple of a way right. to communicate something you love, and I think that touches on why again I. Just was like, no, he's the guy for this idea. <laughs> the, the idea is nothing without the art behind it. And, and, and that's why he was the guy. Because he can communicate something that is a very deep topic and a broad topic that has gone already way bigger internationally yeah. Yeah. because of its breadth and depth as a topic. And one sticker has communicated it. Now we actually have two. There's a Colorado edition. And Nate and I have had conversations about more states to come. So if you're like up there in uh, Minnesota thinking, hey, what about my mind, the red? There's ideas in the works. And uh, we talked to some folks in Montana, Wyoming. Uh, They all want their their state represented on the uh, mind, the red imagery and uh, yeah. I like it man I see what I when, I when the flags came out what I liked about the flags is they were they're simple enough that it's not a whole bunch of stuff on a flag right but you still understand the fish if you're a fisher right you know I mean you, you can tell the you know the large mouth the one that really got me though I think was the what was it, a bluegill? Yeah. The bluegill is one of my favorites. That little yeah, hint of blue. Yeah. Oh, I was like, that is absolutely perfect. <laughs> bluegill is like, know? it's like the entry entry it's, drug, it's, right? It, it, to, it, it, to it, it, it's it's the just one of those things. things. It's, it's, yep. it's such a simple concept, and it's, it's, it's so easily and simply done to convey this fish with minimal colors yeah. and some black. Yep. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's done. You know, people don't have to guess... You know, oh, what is that? Well, if you fish, you know exactly what that right. is. Right. You know, like the smallmouth or, you know, it's just, it's perfect. It's, it's so cool to talk to people who, who get that as well. It's some, sometimes it feels like I explain it and it probably means I don't hang out with enough fishermen. But Like right now, there are, everybody listening to this right now is nodding. Yeah. Right? And they might be like slamming the steering wheel of their car. Yeah. If you're like me and listening to Steve, when you drive around, that's like when I listen to my, I'm like in my commute listening to the Trout Forum podcast. And, and I just love it because it's like I hear like the voice in my own head echoed back to me. Yeah. So yeah, it's right now, dude, names people are like, I love <laughs> it. So I, I like it. So now that we're now into two, 2018, we've got the new sticker out. Uh, so you got the mine the red, you got the Colorado mine the red. So what what else do you have cooking this year? Uh, for me personally, yeah. Uh, right now I've got a. Actually, several 
so Ben mentioned the the art piece I was working on when Mind the Red kind of came up. I've got I think four more of those that are like in the works right now. Okay. In the beginning I saw the, the back. I saw the was a largemouth. I've got a largemouth that I'm actually working on for a, a guy down in Arizona. That was nice. right now. Yeah. So I got those. I got all kinds of uh, designs that I'm that I'm coming out with. The flags. I'm excited about the hats actually. Uh, I love I love the hats, and so I'm broadening the, the offerings that I'm able to do with the flag. So the bluegill is one. Brook trout is like one of my favorite fish because mm-hmm. I grew up in the east, uh, in, in the East Tennessee. And so for, the brook trout to me is a little bit of a sacred fish. I just I love it. So just putting those on hats, I think it'd be really fun. And then coming out with just more ideas for for drawings or, or you know actual art pieces or whatever. So lots of lots of fun stuff. If, if folks want to find you on social media, Nate, how do they find you there? And then also, if they want to get in touch with you via your website to yeah. buy some of this stuff, yeah. hat, stickers, shirts, so, where would they do that? Go so, get you a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, the hoodies, are, they're so much, they're just fun. And so I, that's what I love about it. At Nate Carnes, Nate.Carnes, I think, is, is my Instagram handle. You can reach me there. I have a, a Facebook page as well. Direct messaging works, works awesome. Uh, but then my my email is natecarnesart at gmail.com. And so my last name is K-A-R-N-E-S, which is some people uh, don't get right. But if you search, honestly, you can search, I think, pig trout, and I'll come up. So yeah, you can do that. And I'll, I'll throw all those links in the show notes, oh, people. So if you're listening to this, just click on the show notes, and you'll see the links in there. Don't, uh, don't forget to not visit those. So... Cool, man. Well, Nate, appreciate the yeah, time. I know, you you're, I know you're trying to sell things and no, make a living. No, it's great. It's great. Thanks for letting me be a part. Love it. Yeah. No, thank you for coming down. We appreciate it. So, Nate Thanks, Carnes, Nate. Really. Yeah. Hey, uh, All right, here we are. Ben. Ben's going to take over this segment for me. So, All right. Let's see what Ben's got going. So, we're Steve and I are just hanging out at the booth talking, mind the red. And we've been talking like we didn't want to over-talk any of it because we feel like we want just what it is to speak for itself so rather than to go on and on and on and have you all hear me uh talk about it we're kind of gonna leave it be short but just so happened while we're talking uh chris came up and was like hey you guys uh selling those mind the red stickers and we're like yeah and uh he's interested he's seen it and uh maybe he could talk a little bit about why to him as a front range angler it, it resonated as something you're interested in yeah totally i mean that's I first saw I definitely wanted to get one. Um, I'm a newer angler, you know, year and a half into this, but I fish nonstop all through the year. And in learning about why it's important and learning, you know, to, to stay away from the spots and, and even seeing other people that are walking along the river, I feel like some people, the knowledge isn't there. And so really teaching them. I've mentioned to several people, I feel like some rivers should even have signs that say, hey, this this area every single year, that's where they're spawning, so that maybe people that don't care feel like everyone's kind of looking at them going, why are you there? And then people that don't even know walk along and go, oh, wait, what's this about? Oh, that's, that's what those fish are doing. That's what that area is. Because if I didn't know, I'd be walking right through it, um, not trying to do that, but you know, having learned about it and people talking about it, then I'm really aware about it. You echo everything that... Like, that's a goosebump moment for me, because when I thought of it, you just said every reason why I thought of it. So 
Thank you, Chris. And uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? See all those fish you're catching down there in the South Platte. Yeah. This guy is this guy is fishing a lot. Where can they find you? Yeah, Chris J. Hansen. Easy to find. Yep. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Like Ben was, Ben was alluding to, and Chris was alluding to. It's, it's one of those things with reds. It's, it's, it's two conditions. You either don't know, or you don't care. So, what we're trying to do, what Ben's trying to do, is, is get rid of the don't know stage, and make sure that everybody's caring. And if you're not caring, then you're going to get a, education. Yeah, and, and that the, the not caring thing there, I think I think somewhere inside there is a care, but with the volume of anglers, like this fly fishing show represents that, with the volume of anglers that have started wading along our streams and the interface with urban and, 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 and wilderness sort of where they're coming together, there's just, they're not making any more streams, they're not making any more oceans, they're not making any more lakes. And so... Not getting bigger. Not getting bigger. And uh, Tom By wrote a really interesting sort of editorial in the last Drake Mag where he said we can always fall back on sort of making more fisheries, you know, in unnatural ways. Uh, but while we've got some, uh, let's do our best to, to take care of them. And, and like you said, and like Chris said, a lot of people just don't, they just don't know. And when we're out on a guided trip with folks... And, we, and they may see a spawning fish, and they don't know it's a spawning fish, and they, they're like, oh, can we go get, get those? When you stop and take a moment and say, well, let's talk about that. Here's what those fish are doing, and here's why it's important that we actually hold our casts, watch our steps, and we're going to leave those spawning fish be. Um, it's amazing. Their face is kind of like the intensity, the predator within, like, naturally just sort of subsides. And they appreciate the art of what's happening, and... and that's that's kind of what it's all about. So I think the care factor and the the symbolism behind it will continue to grow because we all, regardless of it, uh, we're out there fishing because we love we love where we are, what we're doing, and, and um, it's just one little way to to hopefully pay that forward. And as a guide service, without there being any fish, this is sort of a self-serving uh, part behind it, both as an angler myself, but as a as a company that, that offers guided trips. Without fish, there is no fishing, and there is no 5280 angler guide service, or there's no any guide service. Uh, there's nothing. And there's no fly fishing show. There's no culture. There's no art. It's all built around a, a deep love of the, of the fish. So that's what it's about. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's educating in order to preserve for the next 10 years, the next 20 years, the next 50 years. Yeah. If we don't start now... Yeah. With the humongous influx of people that there is now, start educating now. It's not going to last ten years. Yeah, I'm a I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Steve Rinella and the Meat Eater podcast and the Meat Eater show. And he talks a lot about these types of topics, right? And he mentions Teddy Roosevelt and his expression about the womb of time, right? Like they are our fish. They are the they are the people's trout, but they're not all my trout. They're not all our trout today. They're they're like our children's children's trout. Like I want my four-year-old son to always have fish to catch, and his kids and his grandkids to always have fish to catch. Exactly. Okay, more on that soon. All right, here we go. We got another good interview coming at you from the fly fishing show. 
Uh, I've got Earl and I've got Graham from the Ultimate Rod Case, which you guys may or may not know about, but you will know about soon. So let's get into it. What is, just take it away, tell me what it is, when it came about, how it came about. Uh, it started about two years ago. Um, I did some welding off and on, made a few boxes in the car or in the garage. Um, nothing really worked the way that we wanted to. So after two years of designing and everything else, we came out with a four rod and an eight rod uh, case made out of diamond plate aluminum. Uh, each case is handmade, uh, multiple colors to choose from. We have an artist that can design anything you want to on your box. Uh, your rods are fully protected with the sleeve that we also install on the tip. Okay, so, so how many, how, I guess, how many prototypes did you go through oh, before gosh. you guys got to the point where you're like, we started. Okay, this is it. This is what we're doing. We started with a steel box and welded 10-foot conduit to it. It weighed a ton. I was going to say, what, what that? And way? then it weighed a ton. And then we went to aluminum. And we thought we found diamond plate because we just love diamond plate. Yeah. So we cut our first rod case in our driveway with the skill saw and a metal blade. Okay. Built it by hand, and it's still on Graham's car, the very first one we made. And then it's been a year and a half of working with aluminum. Right. Building, tearing apart, rebuilding. We've probably gone through close to 10 different designs. Yep. Until we finally ended up with this one, and, and we've done a lot of troubleshooting. We've got uh, some guys out there that have been testing it for a year now, okay. a couple different parts of the country, and uh, really feel like we've, we've finally ended up with a really good product that we could take to market. Okay. So what's the, um, what's the weight like on these ones compared to comparable models? The four-rod case that we build is 9 feet 1 inches and 10 feet 1 inches. Okay. And it weighs 35 to 40 pounds. Okay. So that's not... It's not, not heavy horrible. at all. Yeah, they're not heavy at all. It's not a full metal box at like 800 pounds on top. And no, it, and it's funny... <laughs> you got to put a brace our, on, your, on your hitch to right. hold it up. And it, it's funny at our booth because when people walk up to the booth, because if you look at it... Um, with the powder coat finish we have on it, it really looks heavy because it's so sturdy. And people are really amazed at how light it really is. Yeah. No, I mean, just, just looking at it, first impression, I'm like, okay, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. But I haven't had the hands on yet, but it will. And we'll see where it goes from there. But um, So what about what about the inside? Because I know one of the biggest complaints of others is, you know, you just, you've got a bare tube. Right. You know, so your rod is... You're, your eyelets are going through it, your finish on your, your epoxy on your guides, everything's just going through a bare ass tube. So our uh, our tubes, every single tube is, uh, we have this foam tape that we uh, surround every tube with individually and when we pack it so there's no vibration of the tubes inside of the box, they're pressed in. Um, and then what we design so that way your eye loops uh, don't get caught up or bash around inside of your case uh, we have these foam protector tips that take a second to put on you slide it on the tip of your rod and so then when you put it through the tube your whole tip of your rod is just floating inside okay. of the case nice and then how about what about the the hinges it's a fold to fold down fold down and up from the back of it from the back of it 
We use a stainless steel hinge. Okay. Nothing in our product should rust. Um, it's 100% aluminum. The hinge is made out of stainless steel. We uh, went out and acquired outdoor-specific locks, heavy-duty chem locks. Okay. So they're made for the outdoors. Uh, we've had no problems with any of the locks um, that we've had on the cases. Um, so nothing in our case should rust. Okay. Um, it's all handmade, hand-pressed together. They're really sturdy. Really sturdy. here in the USA. 100% yep. in the USA. Right My here, son and I. Right here in Colorado Springs. Graham and Earl <laughs> were the two. We put every one of them together. Okay. Personally. Nice. So how many different how many different models do you have? You got a 9-footer and a 10-footer? Yes. And then those come in either a 4 or an 8? Yep, 4 or an 8. So you got a couple different configurations. Yeah, and then we make the eight for. rod in the ten foot one inches. Okay. And um, like specifically, it's design. It was designed for guides. Right. But we're finding now that there's a bigger market than we thought for that eight rod because we have people coming in. They go fishing with two or three of their buddies, and they can all take their two rods, and so they can buddy up. Oh yeah, because everybody's so, throwing an every rod and a streamer rod exactly. or a dry rod. Exactly. And, uh, and then I don't everyone's know if dry ready rod to go. and streamer rod guy is the same person, but <laughs> but we also have a, a spin rod edition, spin rod and baitcaster edition case that we just came out with. It uh, holds four rods, just okay. like just like the uh, the four rod fly rod case. Um, it's just a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger back in, but same exact design. Okay, it's the first one on the market. It's eight, nice. eight feet six inches long, and it holds four fully assembled full-size spin rods okay and we just got that on the market we'll be displaying that at the isc next week oh okay good um, and then that's an option we do powder coating i was all gonna say our, you powder coat everything because yeah, it looks our, like powder coat. yeah yep. all okay. of our products are sandblasted first okay we use a hard garnet sandblasting because it really makes a good rough surface so the powder coat really adheres to it and we can powder coat virtually any color the color options for powder coating are endless. Yeah. And we also have a, a custom artist named Tom Stack at home, and he can do custom airbrushing. Oh, okay. And he can put virtually any design that you can think of on a case. Nice. So we all know a mutual person. Yes, we do. So what are you putting on top of his? Do you ask for like a mannequin or? Um, Robert Younghands, who's the bug guy. Yeah. We are building a custom dark green hammer finished powder coated eight rod case uh, and we are having custom airbrushed bugs specific fishing bugs nice brushed all over it and then we're going to put his bug guide design logo on his case it's going to be fully customized nice uh, that's that awesome. should be done this week yeah so how's how's the uh how's the reception of getting into the rod case game going you guys feeling it's going pretty well? I, I would think it is. I, I'd say after today, it's been a big hit. It really has. The biggest thing is just getting the product out for people to see it. And this has been a great expo center to really show off the market. And every nobody, everybody that comes by is just stunned looking at it. Just glad that there's another another option on the market. Yeah, our, our and I think that's the biggest thing, man. It's just another good option. Our response has been just a really good response. It's been fantastic. We got to say a shout out to Ben who runs the fly fishing show. Yeah, um, Ben found room for us in the show. Good. And um, it's just been the show's just this is just an awesome show. 
So how how many have you? I guess not how many, but what's the furthest you guys have sent one so far? Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. We have an Orvis sponsored guide in Alabama that um, found us, reached out to us, and we shipped him one. Nice. And he's just he's been all he's over the in love country. With with, uh, <laughs> Good. Um, we're sending one to Idaho next week to another mutual friend of ours. Oh yeah. Rob Griggs, the trout sniper. Up to the sniper. Yep. Hey, Rob, they're going to powder coat dildos on yours, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Um, so that'll be going to, to Idaho this week. Nice. And a lot of people in Colorado, we have some that we're going to be taken down to uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. And so we're slowly reaching out from Colorado. We have a you take them to a shop down in um, Santa some Fe? Some guides, some individual guides. Okay. And then we have some shops down there that we're going to go meet with while we're down there. Good. Yeah. So we... Um, it's just been really positive. Get really some more positive. exposure and get them out there, huh? Yeah, it's been really good. We actually have quite a few we're going to install on people's cars this evening after the K's, or after the show that are driving down to the springs that drove their own cars from here, guides from all over. Oh, okay. But we do free we installation at our shop if people come to us. <coughs> nice. That means, I need to, <coughs> that means I need to get one then. <laughs> Soon. I have you do like the trout horn logo We could do that. Me. Yeah, we can do a cool design for you. Nice. All right. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for taking ten minutes of your time to talk and get you know get you guys a little exposure. But yeah, we appreciate no, thank that. you very much. Anything else? Like thank I said, it so was much. Uh, it was weird that I found you guys, and even weirder that Rob went and bought one up right away. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Rob. So. This has been really exciting for us. We're just a uh, small family operation and. We do it all in-house, and it's it's just been a lot of fun. Nice. All right, well, there you go. What's what's your website? UltimateRodCase.com. Okay, there you go, UltimateRodCase.com. Go check them out. Okay. All right, we're going to talk with Phil, my boy from the Fly Trap. How's it going, guys? And gals? Oh, and gals. <laughs> so what do you got, man? You got your new product out that you promised us last year. That's right. Interchangeable, replaceable, expandable fly trap. Um, it's uh, silicone cylinders. There's a groove in the middle for two pre-tied droppers. Uh, you can interchange two dozen to three dozen flies in less than a second. Um, you know, it's dude, it's changing the game completely. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, man, I, I dug my last one. I got the new one. Gonna dig this one. You're, everybody's gonna dig it, man. It's uh, it's it's just a it's a game changer. That's all I can say. Yeah. No, I mean you can. I used. I I still have my original one that you gave me. I used it hard. No tears. No, you know, no cosmetic damage. Yeah, but. Yeah. Still holds flies. Exactly. Midges up two streamers. Yep, that's know. right. Yeah. And uh, what's exciting about this is it's all it's pure silicone now. Okay. So you aren't going to see any wear and tear. You're not going to see any scarring or chunking. Um, you can still hold several tools. Uh, there's two models, the XLT and the XSM. Okay. So the XSM is for minimalists. The XLT is for the guy that wants to hold up to eight spools of tippet and three dozen flies, two dropper rigs, several tools. I mean, it really is the hold everything, super compact, 10 inches of space or less. 
so you can do tippet and you can do what I like about these ones is you can do the tool off the bottom of the tippet also. Yes. So you can have your tippet and then have your nippers yes. or a zinger on the bottom of that. Yep. You got it. And um, the it's completely redesigned, re-engineered. So the dimension on the bottom allows you to put another cylinder on the bottom if you want to double up on flies okay. or droppers. Um, instead of whole tippet, because right. a lot of people already have a tippet holder, and yep. they don't really want to get rid of it because they spent thirty bucks on a tippet holder. <laughs> yep. So, um, with the fly trap, because of the genius way to hold flies outside of a box, they want that value. Okay. So they're like, but I already have a tippet holder. So you buy an extra cylinder for five bucks, and you put it on the bottom where the tippet usually goes, yeah, you and you double it up. it up. Yep. Yeah, I dig it, man. And, and it's, I'm seeing them everywhere now. Where are you guys? How many how many big retailers are you in now? Well, uh, Orvis just reordered um, the, the brand new system. The new stuff. The new stuff. Good. Big order. They came by yesterday, and they're super excited about all the new stuff. And um, so, pretty psyched about that. I'm in um, Shields, Feathercraft Online. I'm in all the local stores, Angler's All, Trouts, Charlie's Flybox, Discount Fish and Tackle. Um, everywhere. 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 Plus, I'm being distributed by Hairline Dubbin, who is um, the biggest name in uh, fly tying. So, um, they're getting my stuff everywhere for me. Good distributor. Yeah. We're all even. Hairline's all over it, man. Yeah, Hairline's great. Love those guys. You know, they... Uh, do a good job. Well, I, now that you're in catalogs, you'll be you'll be everywhere. So, how far how far I guess I should say away from Denver are fly traps? Um, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they just um, uh, the fly shop in uh, Argentina just ordered, and they they probably have them in hand right now. Nice. So, pretty psyched about that. I get interest from South Africa, um, Italy, uh, Sweden, uh, Finland. So, uh, people want me to like start getting it international, and uh, I'm just like taking it one step at a time because that's all I can do. Where's China on this deal? Where's uh, China? China, Japan. Where are you guys at? Yeah, exactly. Um, I did talk to a guy yesterday uh, from Korea who's like. I need to get this into some shops in Korea. So, hey, I'm all about it. <laughs> nice, man. Well, I'm glad I'm glad it's out. You guys, uh, you have not been busy since I've been here for two hours. I know. You're <laughs> slammed with people. It's crazy. And it gets worse at times, believe it or not. So I'm glad I got all these crew, my fishing crew here. So you got, you got some help this year. So you're not solo. I know, right? <laughs> Thank God, Jesus. And it's, it's only going to get better. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, hey, thanks. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thanks for putting me on. We'll let you know when we put it on. Okay. So, fly trap, people. Go get one. XSM. Thanks What's for your business. Yes.